Good evening, everyone. Let's get started. Good evening. Hey, Jen. <laughs> I was uh, I was off the ball. You know, I'll, I'll let you in on uh, on the nuts and bolts here. I'm actually literally just like reaching over to my keyboard, which has a little like volume wheel on it, trying to do like a smooth pull down. And I just kind of slipped and whoop, it went all the way. Like <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, here, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll re-simulate this. All right. So it's like, all right, I'm going to do a little fade out now. And I'm, well, it faded out, you know, abruptly, <laughs> but it faded out. You know, just imagine it in your head that it was there was a fade out. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> how's it going, Jen? All right, how you doing, Noam? Okay, it's Wednesday night and we're all crossed out, clearly, after that <laughs> uh, absurd uh, attempt at, uh, at uh, ambitiously crossing over music with uh, speech. <laughs> Literally, a literal crossover. Um, yeah, anyway, we're uh, we're here to talk about some stuff that isn't, you know, like uh, Boxalago, that isn't Liz Cheney, that isn't, uh, I don't know, you, you, is you, Ukraine? I don't know, well, like, whatever. It's none of that. We, we are going to make Boxalago happen, though. It is a lago now. It's no longer Gates. It's a That's, lago. I, we need we 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 need it. We need it just for the sa- for the sake of diversity. We can't enough with the Gates already. Although I gotta say, I have a, a funny little story where I was uh, I was having some problem at the dog park with the water there or whatever, and I was talking about this. I was talking about this problem to someone, and I said to her. So I got a late, uh, you know, latest development in Hosegate, and she was like, "Don't you mean Watergate?" And I was like, "Oh, f- <laughs> the one fucking time, the one time." I was like, "How did I not come up with the most obvious of puns?" <laughs> no, I've got one even better because um, you had retweeted one of my tweets about this past episode of ambitious crossover attempt, which you people need to be listening to if you're not. Yes. But did you did you see the the one that I I did about it's going to be a lago now and then Carlos replied it's water a lago, water a lago <laughs> yes exactly exactly. I'm going to point it. next time I'm in DC I'll be like oh look it's water a lago. <laughs> I love it, I love it, and yeah like what because we again Watergate has nothing to do with what was actually going down there it was like literally just the name of the hotel I drive by that that place all the time it's in. Uh, in Wonder Woman 84, that's where she lives. She lives at the Watergate. Um, it's kind of wavy looking. I don't know. You, once you see it, like you'll always recognize it when you see it again. It's very distinct. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about, I guess, movie stars and stuff. You know, uh, 
there's a lot of like, t- you know, ha- ha- Hollywood news. Yada da 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 da. Gonna do a little like. <laughs> like uh, this is what happened to- with this. Y'all encouraged him. This is what happens when y'all encouraged him. Yes, I. You know, I mean, I like again. I I need an excuse to do a funny voice or whatever. But I got good feedback. You know, like with Twitch. Uh, when I would do like funny voices on Twitch, people would, would always, uh, would always, uh, enjoy that a lot. So, um, so I, I'm, I'm always down for a, a jingle <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Um, but, uh, so I think, I think we're going to start with, uh, with, uh, you know, as the, the latest Ezra Miller development, but, uh, but I think there's something a little wider to be said. I don't know. Do we talk about the Batgirl thing at all, at all, or not at all? I feel like we did. I feel like we at least touched on it. Okay. So, so because it's, it's related to this too, because I think, I think there's something at play here. So, so, um, so Warner brothers and discovery merged um, and it, it was I mean, it's it feels now in retrospect a little more like a takeover of Warner Brothers by Discovery because they seem like they're more kind of calling the shots. Um, but one of the things that happened is like the new president uh, there is uh, this guy called uh, David Zaslav, who's this seasoned uh, 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 content manager for big networks. He managed lots of cable networks at the same time. Uh, brought him in like as a hatchet man, essentially to like just cut, uh, severely cut down on everything. There's all kinds of rumors about what they're going to do in the next decade, kind of reboot their entire universe and stuff. And so anything that's not conducive towards that is being just written off like as a tax write off. And Batgirl was one of those things, and it was kind of unprecedented because it's like done. They're taking. Shows that HBO owns outright off of HBO Max because that way they don't have to pay any royalties. They don't got to pay any because there's all kinds of contractual obligations just because HBO owns a show doesn't mean that they can have it on HBO Max forever for free. They still mm-hmm. got to pay the actors and there's all kinds of fees that are associated from that. Go The writer's strike was all about stuff like that. Uh, like this because yeah companies did think like fuck well we could just keep this forever it's digital distribution right that's not the same as like running it on syndication on a network but now yes it is and so you can and so um but um you know in the middle of all this is the flash right hugely expensive project uh, because of all the reshoots and because of all the director changes and stuff. I think it's like up to like, I don't know, $400 million or some shit they spent on it. Like ridiculous, right? I saw $200 million, which is still a big amount of money. But. No, but mar- so marketing and they haven't even spent all the marketing yet. But like, yeah, the conventional wisdom is essentially that a studio will spend as much marketing mm-hmm. a movie as they did on making it. Um, and there's also a lot of conventional wisdom about how a lot of the big bucks that you pay uh, star movie star is for the promotion of the movie, not necessarily the acting. It depends. It's but there's a premium that you pay. You know, Tom Cruise or uh, Brad Pitt. You know, they make like an X amount of money, and yeah, a big chunk of that has to be that you know they spend a hundred days going all around the world promoting this movie and doing. You know, five hundred interviews, and it's fucking it's grueling, right? And not, I'm not shedding a tear for Brad Pitt, right? 
But um, I'm just saying, like when he's when you're a big star like that, your time, the time you spend promoting it is also time, you know, is also like time spent. It's not just yeah. like you're, it's not just you're doing it because you want your movie to do well. You're being paid to, to promote it. Yeah, and then the reason why the whole Batgirl situation raised eyebrows is well, one, it's reportedly very shitty, but. It also costs ninety million dollars, and it's not like they're throwing it on HBO Max. Like it, they they threw it in the trash can. Like it is not being released. So basically, we're in a position where Warner Brothers slash Discovery slash whatever they call themselves now just threw a ninety million dollar film in the trash can. Like it's it's canned. You're never going to see it allegedly. So I yeah, think, I mean, you might. That's I, the I, thing, I think that right? Does play into this in perpetuity, right? Like it's they're you know they're they never say never, right? They're not destroying the negatives. It's not been. It's not going to be. You know, it's not going to be like lost forever. At some point, somehow, it's gonna. You're gonna be able to see it. I think, but um, it, it just in their current math, because like I said, I think they brought Zaslav in as a hatchet man. To mercilessly and unemotionally say this dead, this dead, cut this. I don't care that it's, I don't care that it's finished, right? But so here's the thing with the Flash, though. So like the reason we're saying this, the reason I took this like digress, digression, is that Ezra Miller, after all of this time, finally Ezra Miller puts out a statement, an apology, and uh, and uh, an announcement of. Uh, Entering into some kind of care, I think uh, the statement reads. See, I was like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the statement, and I did. But like, none of the articles like actually have it. No, it's, it's amazing. It's, uh, yeah, the full statement's kind of hard to come by. But basically, the, having the gone, yeah, here's a here's a quote: Having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I am suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life, okay? Now, it's in their, their whatever uh, uh, interest, because a lot of money on the line here for them as well, but this to me seems like, because there was a big article about what is Warner Brothers going to do? And they have three options. They're either going to put it out with like very little press by Miller. They're going to put it out with no press by Miller. They're going to scrap it entirely. This to me means that they're going to put it out. And uh, yeah, probably do have uh, Miller do little to no press. But uh, that just means that they really think the movie's going to make lots of money, I guess. And, and here's the reason why the whole Batgirl thing comes into play here. And let me front load this by saying I don't want to shit on anybody for seeking mental health help, especially anybody who is the current owner of a penis because there is a social stigma against that. However, that being said, this all snacks of a little too opportunistic of a time to be doing this because – Especially phrasing this as my recent activity, like, I guess in the grand scheme of things, you could say the last two years are recent, but this is not, we're not talking like the last six months here. Right. We're talking like a pattern of shit. 
Right, and like uh, like someone uh, I saw mention, there's no apology here to like the people he actually did the thing to. All he's saying is like, I'm sorry if you read the stories about how I abused people online and got alarmed by it. He's not apologizing for doing those things. By, he's by apologizing. Yes, he's apologizing for how you felt reading about it. <laughs> That's basically... Or they, sorry, again, whatever. I said, you know what? I got to bring this up because I, I, I wrote this on Twitter and I got, you know, there was a lot of discussion about it. Some good, some not. About this specific thing. About uh, under whether or not people thought that there were certain circumstances under which you can be fast and loose with somebody's pronouns and say like, maybe if somebody's like, I'm going through complex mental health issues, I'm holding up in a farm in Wisconsin and I think I'm a cult leader. Oh yeah. And also I'm going to use non-binary pronouns. And so like, I'm not saying f to say fuck you, but also like if I'm not, if I'm being sloppy with it, fucking big whoop, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just saying like, we're, t we, you know, it, that that was my point. My point is like, is there a scenario under which like you can say like, okay, I'm going to try, but I'm not, you know, it, it, I I also think maybe I, is it is is you know is he re, is are they really non-binary? Is this part of the complex mental health issue they're going through? Because there is this thing where where um uh like the gender discussion becomes so maximalist that someone will be like uh serial rapist and murderer of babies, right? And, but also non-binary. And then people will get like affronted if you're like, I'm not using non-binary pronouns to describe the serial rapist and murderer of babies. I'd be like, no, no, no. We, we must respect people's pronouns regardless of that stuff because that's how we live. And you know, like it, to, to, to ridiculous degrees sometimes. And that's, what my hyperbole here was <laughs> was all about, but um, and so that's what I mean. I mean, like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. In fact, I I've said this before on Twitter. I actually think, like, I'll make an honest attempt to like to be respectful to somebody's pronouns, even as I'm telling them that they're a fucking asshole, because it's not necessary. Like, it's not part of. Like, I don't care. I'm not like one of those people who think that, you know. You like if somebody wants to, you know, like not use certain pronouns to like deliberately throw them in their face. And, and that's the thing that like, okay, everybody's going to focus on this part of the Ezra Miller story, which is stupid because it's literally the least of our problems here. That's true. And and as far as like reading about what he did. I noticed something interesting that's starting to happen. I noticed this when I read the Variety article about Ezra Miller. This certain shit's getting skipped over right now because it's basically presented as, oh, Ezra Miller attacked this woman in Reykjavik in 2020. And then there was this altercation in Hawaii with this one couple. And then he stole booze out of somebody's house. In Connecticut. And then I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> they, whatever. Yes. But I'm like, um, and they did it all in this over apart. Wait, and they did it all in the same day. It really is the Flash. He was in Reykjavik. He assaulted a woman in Reykjavik, broke into a house in Connecticut. <laughs> five minutes later. 
Yeah. It's like, come uh, on, Barry. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta go brandish our pistol at a, at a maybe, child in, in maybe Wisconsin. On Earth, <laughs> maybe on Earth Two, Ezra Miller wasn't accused multiple times of grooming. Yes. <laughs> no. On our Earth, Reverse Flash is actually the good guy. He's like saving a kitten from a tree and like helping an old lady cross the street. But it was like it, it was notable to me reading this article because I'm like, you guys managed to gloss over the part that is the issue right now. Like nobody cares that he got popped having weed. Nobody cares about Reykjavik. Nobody cares about Hawaii. We don't care that he or they, whatever. Ezra, do the Japanese stole. thing. Do the Japanese thing. Just say Miller. We don't know what Miller did. We don't know what Miller said. That's in Japan. They always call each other by their names instead of using pronouns very often because pronouns actually indicate familiarity often. Like you wouldn't say you to some. Nobody says you to someone. Actually, in fact, where's Neil? I know Neil's here to fucking <laughs> to fucking fact check my Japanese. But one of the uh, terms of affection that a married couple will say to one another, anatam, just means you. It literally means the word you, which is so familiar that only like you would only say it lo like lovingly to your partner. Otherwise, you would call someone by their name and you wouldn't say you. I would say like, hey, what is how does Jen feel today? You know, and so see, just to just do that. Just use Mill. Every time you want to say here, they just say Miller. Well, <laughs> we're skipping over the part now, I guess we're. Miller has been accused twice now of um, inappropriate contact with underage girls, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, so we're, are we are we memory holding this because the internet's not going to let you memory hold that, and I and I don't care how many apologies you give or how much treatment you get, that's not going away. No, like, I'm sorry, it's just not. No, no. There's once once because if the movie really because there's still there's still no word on this. This feels an awful lot like I'm, uh, you know, like one of those classic, I've uh, discovered that I have a sex addiction and I'm uh, going to therapy, you know, like an Anthony Weiner type situation or uh, Elliot Spitzer type situation or uh, other insert New York politician who turned out to be a sex creep here. <laughs> um, one of those where it's like, okay, go, go to sex therapy Wait until this all blows over. But then, but the problem is you got to run the press gauntlet the second this movie comes out. And whether or not Miller is a big or small or non-existent part of the press team, they're still going to be asking the director about it. They're still going to be asking the other cast members how they feel about it. There is no, there is no walking around this. So, and, and again, that's the thing that I keep going back to is Zaslav and how he still thinks that there is good money to be made from this. And the even more surprising thing is I would have understood if he were saying, if everybody loved this DC universe and this Flash and this Justice League and they had 10 more years planned out, imagine this happening with like Robert Downey Jr. at like the height of, you know, like, like Marvel's success. And Feige thinking like, okay, I, you know, if I can just weather the storm, if I can just send him to like rehab, because because Robert Downey Jr. was an addict, was a drug addict, he went to prison, 
imagine he had a relapse, like after Iron Man 2 or after Iron Man 3 or whatever, like right in the middle of when he was becoming the world's biggest star. And Marvel would have had like this dilemma, like what do we do, right? He's bad, you know, he got, he, 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 he drove his car into a pole, he wrapped his car onto a pole and he was super high on cocaine, let's say, whatever that happened. So what would they do? And so one of the things they could do is say like, okay, we're going to send him to rehab. We're going to do a whole thing where he comes back clean and whatever, weather the storm. It's worth it because he's such a big star and all of our plans are so built on him and stuff like that, right? If, this was a, if that was the situation here, as they say in Hebrew, mele, I'd understand like, but, but they're going to reboot the whole thing. Like this seems like an easy Batgirl style, like right off, right it off. And I think that plays into it, too, because that was kind of like a shot across the bow when you sat there and just said, nope, we're we're tossing this movie. That's when I think shit got real for Ezra Miller and all of his people, because it was always like up until then, it was kind of like, of course, there was talk about, oh, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do with that? And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're trashing Batgirl and we're totally going to rethink the DC cinematic universe, like, oh shit, I might be a little fucked here. Like they may very well recast me and cut me out of this entirely. Let me start to do some cleanup here because I might get in trouble for all the shit I've done. And I, you know, and, and like, I would love, I, I, this is one of those stories that I would definitely love to, know more about this and Batgirl. I have a, a minor obsession with um, movies that never got released, movies that almost got made and never, you know, never got made, all kinds of stuff like that. There's all kinds of examples of that. And I love them. The movie about, uh, about Terry Gilliam's uh, 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 Don Quixote movie, Man of La Mancha, the movie, The Death of Superman Lives, which was the, the almost made but never made Superman movie with Nicolas Cage as Superman. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's all there's there's a bunch of these Jodorowsky's Dune about the version of Dune that never got made, and because of it, Alien the movie Alien now exists mm -hmm. because of that movie never. And so like, and there's a movie called Empires of the Deep that's never going to get released. That's my uh, eternal unicorn. Is this movie called Empires of the Deep? It was made. Uh, it's with Olga Kirilenko. It was made as a like response to Avatar. I think some kind of Chinese billionaire like funded it as his own like pet project. Spent like a hundred and something million dollars on it. It was like this sprawling Aquaman Avatar style underwater epic. And it's like there's plenty of it that exists, and we're never gonna see it. And I was so <laughs> heartbroken. I'm just I'm crushed. I'm crushed. And so like I. Th Things like this fascinate me, and the stories behind how these things fall apart. There's also a movie about the the movie The Island of Doctor Moreau that did get released, but uh, they had to like switch directors, and the original director Stanley uh, Richard Stanley got went crazy and lived in a tent next to the set, and it almost cost Faruza Balk her entire career. It's a really fascinating movie too. Like movies about movies really interest me, um, and so yeah, like I I. I I have to know what's going on right now. Like this is it. It just it makes me curious. Not on a not on a um, gossipy level. Like I don't care what what's going on in Ezra Miller's life. 
to me, I would way more want to be in on like the board meetings of Warner Brothers. We're just trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Like that's what interests me. True. And I mean, I think on like the talent side, there's a lot of, you know, brick shitting. But I mean, the, the, this still doesn't get around Warner Brothers issue as to what to do with this movie. I mean, you can't. It's going to be released one way or the other because they've already started the advertising for the DC Extended Universe and the Flash is the tentpole for the Extended Universe. Like, it's going to be Batman, it's going to be the Flash. So you can't not release the movie. But this idea that you can get away with keeping Ezra Miller on as the Flash, at least for this movie, and, like, contrive some way that he does limited press, I'm like... That's going to be an even bigger disaster than just just scrapping and reshooting. Because no matter what happens, Ezra Miller is going to be in the room. Whether he's actually doing press, whether he's not doing press, he's going to suck all of the air out of the room. It's not going to be about the movie. All of the press is going to be about him. So I don't know how you even try it. I'm going to make a prediction. So here's going to be here's my prediction. Okay. My prediction is that right before this movie's going to start going on its actual like promotional tour or right around the time that it starts, he's going to do a big uh, like TV sit down Barbara Walters style interview, maybe not Oprah, but like one of those, um, what is it, like 60 Minutes or one of those types of things. Um uh, very open, very uh, social politics oriented. And in it, uh, they will announce some kind of like extended away time for therapy or something that will like overlap with the promotion of the movie. They will take a lot of fire in the interview deliberately to like draw fire away from other people on the press tour. Answer pretty much anything that would have been uh, uh, like fired at these other cast members and directors to kind of kneecap it so they can say, like, did you see the interview? He said so in the interview. He's, you know, he answered this in the interview. They, whatever. Um, and, and and that way they will both uh, not need Miller in the press tour and will have some kind of at least way to defend themselves against uh, the attention being totally on it because that'll be a big story the week before or something like that. That's my prediction. Mm. I mean, they can try it. It's not right, right. <laughs> right. I'm not saying right. it'll not, work. But I'm not saying it'll work. Wrong. I mean, I'm saying it's their. It's probably their best shot. If that again, if that's what they're gonna do, they're gonna put this movie out. And again, it's just, it just, it just kills me that because the Flash, out of all of the the Justice League, especially in this iteration, is very much like a like an insert character for young people. Wide of the wide eyed, the Harry Potter style, wide eyed amusement, amazement, sorry, is always Barry Allen. <gasps> Look at the, the aliens. And <gasps> is that a, is that a car on a thing on a thing? Whatever. Like that's your, that's you. Like he's the, I don't actually Barry Allen is a, he, he, you see the world through his eyes a little bit because he's always the one who is like, wow, this is amazing. Like commenting almost like fourth wall breaking about how crazy the thing they're doing is. 
And so that's the one you want on like all of the toys, the happy meals, the, and it's like, how, what are they going to do? This is so, yeah, you know what? I got to say as a big, as a big, uh, as a big uh, supporter of capitalism, this kind of makes me point and laugh at capitalism because ha ha fuck you. Like that's because you, you rely so heavily on like such a, an all-encompassing uh, exploitation of property, of IP. It's actually literally, the, the professional term is literally to exploit your IP. Uh, you know, you got a little problem like this and all of a sudden you're fucked. You know, you're fucked. You don't know what to do. Like, even with Chadwick Boseman dying, that was a little bit of a, like, a fuck you capitalism, right? In a way. And they didn't know what to do. And, like, they ended up making a decision that I think would, like, will end up, like, costing them lots of money. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Again, I'm I'm very fascinated by a corporation that's, that it has such a, like, a, uh, like a hot potato, such, like, a dirty, poisonous fruit in their hands. But they're just, like, we might, maybe we'll make money at it. It's, like, an NFT. It's, like, it's, like, crypto. <laughs> where you're, like, I can... Can I make money out of this or am I going to lose everything? <laughs> but like and if, if it was a situation where he did get coked up and wrap his car around him full, like it wouldn't matter. The point here is the accusations that have been made against him. And you can't get around that. You can't market a movie to young kids starring a guy who's been accused of grooming. Like, I'm sorry, you just can't. You ain't going to finish your way out of that one. You're, I, mean, I mean, if it was... If it was any, it, you're right. Else, you're no. You're right. Else. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's it, those allegations specifically. Uh, w- you know, once it it crystallizes on them, and I do think that right now there's a little bit of a lull, a calm before the storm, because there's still no decision on what they're going to do with the movie. Um. There is definitely going to be a lot of like, what the fuck if they do? And yeah, it will, it will surprise me. Once again, I keep going back to Zaslav. I'm very fascinated by David Zaslav and Warner Brothers just because uh, Marvel went through a very weird uh, like uh, lifespan, the MCU, where initially the guy who was more in charge than Feige was this guy, Ike Perlmutter. Trump, big Trump guy, apparently, but that's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he's, but, but, you know, love him or hate him, you should hate him, but not because he's a Trump guy, you should hate him because of his a poor, like, decisions content-wise. Um, saved Marvel from bankruptcy, and, you know, because kind of because of him, the MCU exists, but was, like, making really bad decisions that were really bringing the franchise down, and the, the, the removal of him they put him like on the comics division. They put Feige in charge of the MCU. Like, was such a huge change in both the quality of what they were doing and the the way fans perceived it. And I'm just waiting for both DC and like Star Wars to make that kind of move. I know both of them would have loved Feige. I think Star Wars has an opportunity to do this with like Dave Filoni and maybe John mm-hmm. Favreau kind of together. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, but there was like. There was a talk about moving Feige from the MCU over to Star Wars. There was all kinds of stuff like that. They, everybody wants a guy like that. There is no real name for it. He invented a new kind of role. 
like meta producer, like cinematic universe director. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, you call him like a program director. <laughs> yeah, a cinematic universe god. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, he's like universe the... director guy yes. who oversees all of the other different departments. Yeah, like brand overseer or something like that. Overseer has kind of problematic connotations. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right. I know the VFX artists at, at Marvel definitely feel like they have overseers for. <laughs> <laughs> Poor overworked bastards. Um, but we can uh, we can do we can talk about another thing, another uh, entertainment story, because um, you know we're talking about money and the money that stars make and stuff, and and uh, and I was uh, laughing at the latest example of uh, one of these uh, stories, one of these like uh, the pay gap, the Hollywood pay gap stories, coming from someone who actually I like a lot. And uh, 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 constantly push uh, to be more uh, involved in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, actress and also director who directed uh, like the best episodes of The Mandalorian. And yeah, hers were she, hers were really excellent. She directed uh, the ep- the fifth episode of the Book of Boba Fett, which is a Mandalorian episode. And in it, she does the single best thing that uh, Star Wars has ever done with the volume. Because, you know, there's the this thing called the volume, which is essentially a big, you know, almost 360-degree LED screen that looks very realistic and parallaxes with the camera so that you can create things that look three-dimensional. It's not like a blue screen. It's more complicated than that. And in her episode, they did some kind of trick long take where he goes on an elevator and then stands in an elevator and then walks out and it's a different floor. And it's a long shot where the camera spins around him and you're like, I have no idea how they did this. But they did it with the volume. She's very creative in that sense. She's a good director. She's also a good actress. Like I enjoy her in movies. Uh, And I don't blame her for in an interview (laughs) trying to get more money in her next movie by very publicly being like, I didn't get paid as much as Chris Pratt. (laughs) So this is about the Jurassic World, I guess, three movie arc at this point, because everything's a three movie arc and I don't think they're doing any more Jurassic movies. But anyway, the story goes that it was originally leaked that Bryce Dallas Howard made $2 million less than Chris Pratt for the filming of the movie, their contracts. And so she just came out recently and said, no, the number was much, much higher. Like I was grossly underpaid, but Chris Pratt is a super cool dude who totally fought for me and got me my rights on, you know, the merchandising and the amusement park shit and everything on the back end. Here's the thing. Here's what made me laugh out loud when I was reading this article. She points out that the negotiations for the contract for the three movie arc for Jurassic World were taking place in 2014. (laughs) What do we know about Chris Pratt in 2014? Yes. Something happened in his career. I can't put my finger on it. Oh, no, wait. Guardians dropped and he became one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. And, um, and the the entire movie, love it or hate it, because because we're going to talk in a second about actor pay gaps. But the concept for Jurassic World was, uh, uh, 
you know, Indiana Jones, Star-Lord type character. And the sidekick in it is Jurassic Park Lady. Right? You may not like that, but that's what the story is. And like you said, he was a... He was like uh, at... Almost at his peak, he peaked later than that, I think. But like this was in in his rise because the first Jurassic World made gazillions of dollars. Nobody yeah. knew if it would be amazingly successful or not. I think these movies kind of stink, but they made fucking mint, right? And so, yeah, he's the big star. The problem is this. The problem is that the pay, yeah, there are some a- a areas where pay is unfair inherently. Depending on uh, what uh, income, like, you know, what revenue is generated, you know, related to what, the, you know, like uh, the, the NBA and the WNBA, for example. You know, why does the, why do the players in the WNBA make a quarter million dollars and an NBA player make $80 million? We know why, right? Yeah, and it's like, that's my point in this, though, is that it's not a gender-based thing on this. Like, in 2014, if you were negotiating a contract, you, you you were either Chris Pratt or not Chris Pratt. And anybody who is not Chris Pratt is not going to make his own money as Chris Pratt. Like, this isn't a thing about you being a woman. This is a thing about you not being a massive household name in that moment, coming off of a huge movie that made... God, I, I don't even know how much the original Guardians made... But I know that was something that, like, that movie blew up. And then yes. all of a sudden, he was a major star. So if you're not a major star, you're not going to make the same money as Chris Pratt. Like, that's just basic shit. Right. And like you said, it, it's not a gender thing. Like, it, let's, let's again, let's look at Marvel again with the Avengers. You know, Robert Downey Jr., right, at the at the height of, like, the Avengers fame or whatever, was literally making the most money in all of Hollywood. Out of all of those Avengers people, number two moneymaker, Scarlett Johansson. Why? Because she's a giant fucking star. And there was all this talk about how she didn't get her own movie or whatever. True, until later. But she was the second highest paid of all of them because of what a big name she was. And, you know, and again, that's, you know what? One place, one place where I think uh, pay parity like that it would be fair is national sports team. I think that like the national, any, any American team, like the national soccer, U S soccer, men's and women's, there's no reason they should make a different amount of money, different amounts of money. Even if the tournaments for one is more popular than the other, because it's about what the what the state pays people to represent it in that sport internationally. I totally think that would be fair. Any kind of league or stuff like that. That's again anything that's revenue based. It's all the 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 the, the way the market operates is you get paid as much as somebody can afford to pay you based on how much money they make off of you. Right. That's why an NBA player. That's why, you know, the, the uh, endorsement deals and, and stuff like that. It, it all depends on how, how big the name is. And I hate to use this example because I'm not making a value judgment. But like models, you know, in the world of modeling, women make like way more than men do. Um, 
because uh, female models have, I, I, that's my, my read on it, is that female models have more utility to both sexes than male models. Meaning male, uh, uh, both males and females are interested in female models, but mostly uh, women are interested in male models, whereas men are not. Although I'm still going to need somebody to explain to me the cover art for men's underwear using this unified theory of what men like, because I'm still very confused about why where are jacked male models on the covers of men's like underwear packages. But to take it back to a point you were making, like, no, somebody please explain that to me. Yeah. That's It's funny that you say that. Cause like I, this is a, this is like a bit that dudes have been making for me. It's funny to, to hear a woman say that. Cause like, that is usually a, that is usually something that, like, that dudes say, like, why do I need, why do I need some d- dudes like package in his tidy whiteies on the <laughs> large, on the package, big on, I want a package on my package. Yeah. You want like this, like, like, cause that's just like right for the ego. Like this totally fucking ripped dude with like, <laughs> like, Am I supposed to look like this when I put the underwear on? Because that's not going to happen. Yes. Now, again, as I was saying, like I didn't – I like I said, I like Bryce Dallas Howard and I, I – like I said, I don't think that she's – like I, don't, I think that the only reason an actress would ever say that in an interview was just that. Just the idea of like I'm just going to throw it out there and the next time I go to contract negotiations, like they'll remember that I said this and oh, maybe they'll think about it. It's just a business move. It's kind of smart even in today's environment. And what does she care? She's negotiating with like billion dollar studios. Like fuck them. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it was like when, when Scarlett Johansson got into the whole her whole COVID dispute with Disney and people were like, oh, poor Scarlett Johansson. It was like, what? Dis- poor Disney? Like you're right that she's like she has all the money she'll ever need. But she's also going up against fucking Disney. Like nobody, everybody is a good guy if the other guy is Disney. (laughs) Unless it's like Disney's feuding with like North Korea or something like that. You know what I mean? Like in most cases, (laughs) the person against Disney is the good guy. (laughs) And I mean, for what it's worth, Johansson had a legitimate gripe because. Oh, sure. Like the like the the terms of her contract got I mean they didn't get altered it just they weren't fulfilled in the way that she was pray that I won't alter it further. <laughs> Bob Iger was like I've altered the deal. Right, <laughs> and it wasn't altered per se. It should have been to take into account streaming and everything but that's a whole nother topic um but oh, yeah. they 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 fucked themselves so bad because they thought covid was gonna last forever really and like was it worth it was it worth never working with christopher nolan again to to have tenant on hbo max i went to see it in the theater fucking twice right and yeah and it still didn't make lots of money because it was covid they should have i don't know what they should have done they should have postponed everything two years that's the thing like hindsight is 2020 but they broke relationships now scarlett johansson who knows if she'll work with disney again i know that feige was like super furious and helped get that whole thing like get worked out so maybe maybe they can bring her back um but who knows and i don't think nolan's ever going to work with with wb again he's he has a huge ego too so like why and he has all the clout in hollywood he doesn't need to um 
But, you know, movies are certainly not dead. They wanted to put Top Gun Maverick on fucking Discovery Plus. Like, that was part of their, th- like, maybe we'll just put it on Discovery Plus. And it, like, it's 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 making more money than Infinity War. It's going to pass Infinity War on, like, the all-time box office. That's fucking ridiculous. I can't believe it. And it's doing good numbers, like, around the globe. Yeah. Not in China, but everywhere else. Yeah, in Korea, also, like, South Korea, Japan, yeah. like, places where... Like places that are that are notorious <laughs> finger waggers at uh, China. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, what uh, what time is it. What do you? I mean, uh, whole, yes. Yeah, going back to the Howard thing. I mean, the only reason you put that out there is to try to make a story out of something that's not a story. Because, like I pointed out, like if the contract negotiations happened in two thousand fourteen, then. Yeah, you're making less than Chris Pratt. I mean, that just that is what it is because nobody's going to go see a movie because oh, it's got Bryce Dallas Howard in it. No, I you're going to go see a movie because it's got Chris Pratt in it. Right now, now I want to see because that's a good. You're you're you you're you're making a good point because her profile now is much higher than it was in 2014, and not just because of the Jurassic World movies. Because let me see, in 2014. She still hadn't done the Black Mirror episode even. See, like, what did she do before that? I'm trying she's to look. Since then. She, even on, like, the directing side, she's done a lot, and it's been very well received. But she's still not going to make as much Chris Pratt to star in a movie. Yeah, no, but I'm just trying to see, like, what she did. So, yeah, like, nothing. She was in, like, Terminator Salvation, I remember right. But, like, nothing. She she was She was in the Twilight movies she was gwen stacy in spider-man 3 like nothing right what did she she direct anything up to that point because like i knew who she was but i don't know let me see no not really no 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 her like big her like what what stop it what stop it she's not directing the 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 remake of Flight of the Navigator that is not fucking true. Wouldn't surprise me. Hold on a second. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind if that's true. But I mean, this that's is... also another good point is that like, if you're going to talk about something that you negotiated back in 2014, like, I I don't think that's particularly fair to bring it up now because I mean, again, this was 2014. Like, you were not at the point in your career then that you are now. So like, I, I don't think it's particularly fair to bring up like, Oh, somebody else made so much more money than me because well, that person was way more famous than you. So, I mean, it's like, and again, like when you are paying a star to be in a movie, it's not simply just because they're a good actor, which Chris Pratt is, but because people are going to go see the movie because he's in it. And it's going to get buzzed because there's Chris Pratt and he's going to go, do the press, and then people are going to pay attention to it because it's Chris Pratt. Like, now there, and there, there's, and here's another, here's another thing that uh, worth uh, worth uh, considering. Uh, we don't know uh, if he needed to do more training, more stunt work, more. You know what I mean? More reshoots. We don't know. We don't know any of this stuff. It's not the same. Like it's not the same thing as like you're both. Uh, 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 you know, like uh, uh, executive VPs of marketing in the same department, and you make 
uh, like there and you know he makes way more money than you you could say okay fucking sexism in the workplace but like their role in the movie they're not it's not mr and mrs smith it's like they're and no movie is exactly the same where you know some movies are very ensemble oriented and in that case often the disparity in pay just has to do with like the fact that you want a big name you just got to pay them a lot of money or maybe that other person by the way sometimes you pay a lot of money or like more money than you intended to someone because they say i got another project and so you got to cover like if you can cover that spread so that i can afford to not take that other project then okay sure and so you know they'll up the pay where maybe you know, normally, because they really want this actor. Not. Like, it's very complicated. It's not, like I said, you're thinking about it as, like, two travel agents at the same agency or two editors at the same magazine, and they make, like, wildly different salaries. That's not how this fucking works. Entertainment is not, is not, uh, is not, a, like, an even playing field like that because every story is different and everybody's, like, workload is different. I don't fucking know if she needed to do months of, physical training to to be in Jurassic World? Probably not. And I mean, if you are the star of a movie, like it's not technically an ensemble cast, but you are like the star, you're certainly going to be expected to do a hell of a lot more press to promote it. Because again, you're 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 the marquee guy. You're you're the guy who gets the name at the top of the poster. So yeah, you're going to be doing a hell of a lot more work on the back end to promote the movie. That's just part of it too. So I mean, and again, yeah. you have to build in that compensation for that for asking this person to be like, okay, like you are going to need to go do all of these, not only like the press junkets, but like you know, you you always see like on the local news, they're there and they're doing the interviews and they do the little blurbs for each little local news station and all that stuff. And they actually, Oof. I thought about that because they made fun of it in the boys about having to sit there and like. Yes, all the little for that, each local station house. That was so that was so genius. Where they it it turns into this like uh, split screen of a million, and then they all he all speaks in the same says the same laconic lines over and over. Turning in a new leaf. How was I supposed to know? Very very clever. Very creative way of showing that. But I think uh, I think it, going back to your your the main point that you made that is the most important point here is that like she was not super famous in 2014. Yeah. She was just not, she just wasn't. Like you can look at her IMDb. She was like she was she was very famous for being Ron Howard's daughter. I mean, yeah. you know, God bless her. She built a really good career. Like I said, I I think there is nobody in Hollywood right now who would be a better pick to direct uh, the next uh, like cinematic Star Wars movie. That's my like genuine opinion. I think she's a amazing behind the camera. I I think she's a good actress too, but like additionally, I think that what she's shown on like Star Wars TV work like definitely earned her that. I would definitely take her over almost everybody. Um but yeah, again, they and 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 on top of that they're all doing fucking fine, right? There's no need for us to tear each other to shreds again over people who are all like awash with money. <laughs> and that is true, but I feel like it's kind of like a trite point to make because it's like, okay, yeah, we can make the point that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was born on third base. Like, I mean, it's, uh, she, she's got the right last name. She, she's never been poor. She's always going to have entry into Hollywood because of who her dad is. But I mean, it's, it's, 
to me, it's just it, you're trying to make something an issue about gender when it wasn't about gender at all. It was to do with the fact that you're trying to sign Chris Pratt in 2014 coming off of Guardians being a smash hit. Yeah, you're going to have to pay him some money. Like, he's a huge star now. It's had nothing to do with gender. And it's just, it's, it's annoying when ever, like, stuff like this comes up. And it's like, you're trying to make it be about gender, but there's another perfectly rational explanation for why there may be a pay gap in this particular situation. And to be sure, there are situations where the pay gap is unfair. Like, I was going to bring up the point of U.S. soccer. Like, U.S. women's soccer is way more popular than U.S. men's soccer. Like, can you even name anybody that's played for U.S. men's soccer? Like, no. And and the the, the I'm sure the revenue that women's soccer brings in as far as, like, jersey sales and ticket sales and stuff like that is way higher than men's soccer. I mean, the endorsement deals, I'm sure, are higher because it's a lot more profile, but they don't get paid what the men's soccer players get paid and that's kind of fucked up but i mean yeah. this is not that situation right now yeah, like you said like i said i think that uh if you're if you're like the official rep representative of a nation in some kind of sporting tournament then yeah i think that uh the endorsement deals and stuff aside because that again if if megan rapino gets lots of endorsements because people know who she is and nobody knows who uh uh, fucking the goaltender for U.S. men's no, soccer. No, see, I actually know Tim Howard is actually the goalie <laughs> for U.S. men's soccer, or used to be, because he, he played in England. I actually used to know a few like uh, U.S. soccer players, but 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 like you said, let it's it's not as high profile. But then also like the reverse of that, like the bat, you know, if you if we pay NBA players to go play at the Olympics or I don't know what. Should pay the same. I don't care that it's a LeBron and that other person. It doesn't matter. Like the point is because it's not, it's not the private sector. Like that's yeah. di- it's different. You're you're like it's you're you're talking about public sector employees essentially. You're out contracting something to the public sector, and so you can't think about it in terms of like oh LeBron's a big star. No, that does that's not fair. Like you can't. You, like I said, like that's that's where there's a fairness issue. But yeah, especially not in entertainment or or you got to make a you you got to in your head do a little test and say let's say it wasn't Bryce Dallas Howard, let's say it was a dude. Like let's say it was two guys in the movie and think about the scope of the other guy's role and you know what their role in the movie was and that they were of of, of a lesser profile. Yeah, they'd get paid less you know what i mean it's not that's what i'm saying like i can envision a scenario where a person in that kind of like more supporting role would make as much money as the the guy who's clearly like the main guy no and that's why it's kind of annoying because it's sort of backhandedly making this argument that like okay if it wasn't Bryce dallas howard if it was some dude that the the conversation would have been like well guess what you have a dick and Chris Pratt has a dick. So we're going to pay you the exact same amount. Yeah. That would not have ever happened no. ever. Alternatively, if it was like Scarlett Johansson or I'm trying to think of who else is like that big of like a uh, Margot Robbie. I don't know. What. I if it was like, like one Angelina of the... Jolie or something. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Sure. I mean, like the point is like, if it was like someone who was like super, super high profile, 
okay, fine. You could say like, okay, it's all weird. I mean, I, I can't remember. There was there are here and there stories like that where you're like, really? That's kind of weird. But also, fucking get a better agent. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, there's plenty of stories about actors whose ages. I mean, it's a fucking, it's a shitty business. I mean, I'm not defending the way Hollywood operates. On the contrary, I think Hollywood's like a really dirty, fucking awful place. Um and uh, and uh, uh, you're right that like I, like I'm not trying to knock uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's like actual inherent talents, but you're right she does she does have kind of a leg up in an industry where it, it, it what are you gonna do what is is her dad not gonna help her pursue her dream of being an actress and a director like why wouldn't he like it's not there's nothing dirty about that right and I mean that's. I mean, we could talk about nepotism in Hollywood for hours on end, but it kind of sounds like maybe she should just hire Chris Pratt as her agent since he seemed to go to bat for a hell of a lot more than her own agent. Yeah, and, and that's good. And they got stuff like that. And yeah, and, and I do, by the way, I do think that there's a lot of weird, like the whole Ray Toys thing or shit like that. That really is bizarre where where you do say like, I don't, I, I don't understand the thought process, but yeah, it's good that, that he'd say like, don't short change, don't short shrift her or whatever. Cause she's also a big part of this. And yeah, like she, I mean, she is in all three of them mm -hmm. and by certainly by the third movie, you're, you expect her there as one of the sort of marquee names of this mini franchise, you know, this like trilogy, him, she, he and her are the, main guys and then they slowly like tacked on slowly all of the people from the old Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> yeah. And I mean she does make a valid point when she's talking about when she was negotiating that contract, you're negotiating for three movies. So it, it's kind of hard to like put somebody in that position of like, okay, you have to negotiate out for three movies because I mean, obviously, like, these negotiations were in 2014. It's 2022 now. Like, it, it's a little hard to say, like, put a market value on yourself that far out because who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, especially, so, like I said, especially the first one, nobody knew if it would make a lot of money or not. And by the way, I assume she has, a, a like, a decent back-end deal because of that because it's hard to know how three movies will do. So they say, oh, look, we're yeah, we're not going to pay you, like, a gigantic amount of money, but if they do really well, you stand to make lots of money extra. I mean, I, I can I can totally see that happening. That's that. That's why, by the way, every Netflix movie costs two hundred million dollars to make because there is no back end. There is no if this movie does well in theaters, so they got to pay you a larger salary uh, because it is what it is. It's not. It'll. It, it's never going to make more money than it, you know than whatever Netflix spent on it. You know. Yeah. There is no pro. There is no like clean profit on something like that. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else to say? Or I think because we're about, we're right about uh, at the end. Yeah, I think we're good. Unless anybody else has somebody, like, anything they want to jump yeah, on. Yeah, everybody's say. been a little quiet. I think it's been one of those kind of chill, like nothing, again, nothing huge to talk about. It's always nice when like something big happens and we're like, oh, great. Let's talk about that. But also there's, you know, like we said, everything's a little bit in like a, it's been a little quiet. Last couple of days, been a little quiet. A little quiet on the Trump front. A little quiet on the uh, 
all quiet on uh, all fronts. There were a couple other small things we thought we might discuss, but like, fuck it, doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, I guess we're gonna, I guess we're just gonna slowly wrap up uh, this uh, this episode of uh, of all crossed out. Yeah, well, we'll do a better transition into the outro music than we did going out of the intro. Yeah, music. hold on, hold on. I'm just gonna. Oh, see, it didn't work. See, even even my att- even my attempt to be to to repeat my here I'm gonna do like there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna shut off the speaker from my computer. <laughs> anyway, thank you for uh, for joining us. Uh, uh, next episode of Ambitious Crossover attempt a very special uh, <laughs> big four O episode where I cry about having turned forty. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, please, Jen, let them know where they can uh, where they can uh, consume that greatness. Okay, so if you want to listen to Noam cry about turning forty, um, our main podcast, Ambitious Crossover Attempt, it comes out on Mondays. Um, obviously, you know we're here on Wednesday nights at eight thirty, all crossed out. Um, if you ever don't catch it, you can always catch it on your podcast catchers afterwards. Ambitious crossover attempt you can find on all your uh, your podcast catchers. Yeah, I can't even talk anymore. And so you can also find us on Twitter at AMBXOver. You can find me on Twitter at that Jen Monroe and on Substack at jenmonroe.substack.com. Nice. I am Neon Taster on Twitter and youtube.com slash C slash Neon Taster and twitch.tv slash Neon Taster. Uh, and that's it. Uh, thanks a lot. Um, some things coming up in the near future that we'll plug when they become more relevant. I don't know. Whatever. I always just tease things. Maybe they don't happen. Maybe they happen. I don't know. <laughs> just, uh, you just want to keep people guessing, you know? <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you all again next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.